I, I, I miss when you used to bring us in with really badly recorded hip hop that you would just hold up to the microphone. I know fun. because I lost my well, I didn't lose. I switched from uh, the, that stand up mic that you guys hated so much to a, like a like a nice headset. That was the end of that. Oh well, I know. There's no All way right. to get stuff into Skype, by the way, right? You can't like blend it in or anything. You'd, you'd, we'd have to get the producer to do the work. Yeah, so our oh, long-suffering well. producer. Yeah, yeah. I don't think oh, we well. need to, All right. We don't need to ask Michael to start like splicing in hip hop. Okay. Yeah, I think that might uh, result in him quitting. Uh, yeah, okay. and, and Michael, they can't. This has to be the freshest hip hop, like the freshest rhymes. Yes. Drop the beats. No dubstep here. Yeah. Oh God. Good evening, you are listening to Free News Ahead, and I'm your host, Rob Zach. Tonight we have a partial compliment of our regular panelists. We have game writer turned brain surgeon, Bruce Garrick. Yeah, hello gamers! Does it does it go that way or does it go the other way? Brain what? surgeon turned game writer or game writer turned brain surgeon? I think well, I was a game writer first. Ah, okay. Similar, similar job, really. Kind of the same. Pretty much. I, I'd imagine that made the applications to medical school pretty easy mm-hmm. they're just like wait, yeah oh yeah wait are you, are you in tom versus bruce and you're in yeah. boom in slam dunk uh we also have julian murdoch uh master of yeah, drunk agricola yeah i'm not i'm not any kind of surgeon or really any kind of brain so between the two give up now but a master of agricola all right so tonight we are uh, we are getting with the times getting topical and uh, taking three moves ahead, iPad only. Uh, that's right. <laughs> we're we're going to be all iPad all the time from this moment forward, uh, or at okay. least from this moment until another Say, moment, maybe fifty six s- moments from now. Yeah, but this episode maybe, maybe can't be listened to on now. except on an iPad, right? This is only i only iPad compatible. Yeah, actually, well, that starts next week. Is basically you won't be able to listen to us uh, on any button i device unless you're Got one it. of the cool kids. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wait, I won't be able to listen to us. Damn it. Actually, that's a blessing. You're Never screwed. Mind. All right. Um, so, th- but this, this is an iPad episode because uh, there's a couple. I, I know you guys have been dying to talk about some of what you've been playing uh, on your on mm. your magical tablet. Mm. Uh, but first, uh, you know, I wanted to, for the first time, let's, let's turn this into a little bit of a tech show. So I wanted to start uh, off with you, Julian, because I know you kind of follow tech. Uh, and... So today was the today was the big iPad announcement, and I guess uh, you know as someone who's sort of been window shopping uh, for iPads for a while, looking at them as a gaming device. Uh, you know, what does today's announcement mean uh, mean for me? Uh, it means you can get one cheaper because really there's nothing in the iPad three, I guess is what it is at this point. Um, that's really going to matter to a certainly to a strategy gamer. I mean, there the announcement today was mostly. Uh, you know, they're upgrading the networks that it's on so that you could play your turn-based strategy games faster. I don't know why that would matter. Um, they, they've made the screen like super high definition, blah, 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 uh, which, hey, that's great if you're watching 1080p movies, but honestly, it's not really going to impact gaming all that much. They're, they they showed off a few uh, sort of trophy applications uh, Infinity Blade Dungeons, which is the third Infinity Blade game from Epic, um, which, hey, sure, it looks gorgeous, you know, you know, over the shoulder, 60 frames per second action dungeon game. I'm sure it'll be awesome. But from a strategy gamer's perspective and eh, none of that stuff actually doesn't look as good as Kalos. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most of the games that we're going to talk about for the next, you know, 45 minutes uh, aren't exactly graphic tour de forces and uh, processor burners. So the upgrading the pixel density and the graphics processor, which are the only two real spec changes they've made here, doesn't really mean anything. What it really means is iPad 2s just got 100 bucks cheaper. Which I think is good news for everybody. Now, do you both have the uh, iPad too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I mean, like, I have my wife has a one, and I have a two. So I mean, having having used them for a while, like I mean, is there any stuff that like? You, so there's nothing with the iPad two where you're like, damn, I really wish I could upgrade this. No. ASL. It, 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 what? ASL? <laughs> <laughs> is is there an ASL app for iPad that I missed? 
No, but it, I think it was if, on the main if stage. If it comes out, it's going to need it's going to need the processing power of an iPad three. I, I seriously doubt it. You you think the rolling of the dice and looking it up on the table is just going to tax that processor? Yeah, well, line of sight calculations. Yeah, those are tough. Those are mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they 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 happen in Java and Vazel in instantaneously on a 386. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, my, the, the honest truth is every game that I love that I play on my iPad two, I can play on my wife's iPad one. So not only does, is there no particular reason to uh, jump right into the iPad three and spend, you know, $629 or whatever it is for the base model. I, I, I actually think that if you were really focused on strategy and board games, you can get away with an iPad One just fine, and I'll bet you those things are going to be cheap on eBay. I I think I think the 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 real question is what games are you going to play? I have the answer to that question. Good good ones. Well, the question is, are there any? Oh, really? Wait, you, what? You're going to launch like that? You're going to jump in? Yeah, right no, like no. That? Bruce is not doing this to me. Okay, yeah. every every week when I'm like, what are we talking about this week, guys? You guys are always trolling me with, well, let's talk about this iPad thing. So it's time for you guys to deliver, okay? You guys, you guys have teased me long enough. Uh huh. Okay. Well, we'll have to just reveal what uh, what the real, what the true, uh, what the true gems of the iPad world are. Because I think the iPad is actually. I mean, I think really, if just looking at it from a purely objective standpoint, I think the iPad is the best strategy game platform ever devised. Now, whether the games match up to that is a different story i think they're just starting to tap it i mean I, I i honestly think we're just starting to see the really awesome like board game implementations and we've seen a handful of sort of designed for ipad strategy games that are kind of starting to get there um yeah. but but let's dig into it like what what do you use your ipad for gaming uh, basically everything that i used to use my iphone for um but, <laughs> but bigger uh, but exactly. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Uh, I think that um, the, uh, the the just the fact that the iPad is bigger makes games like Kalos, which don't really work on the iPhone, or uh, that Call of Cthulhu Wasted Lands game, which also I don't think really works on the iPhone. You know, playable actually. And uh, although I have some problems with Kalos that we can talk about in a little bit, I, I think that the that the whole i I think the iPad. Uh, it really still lacks a game that, uh, not that there aren't a bunch of great games that play well on the iPad, but uh, it, it kind of lacks that signature game. The thing that the iPad really does is it uh, it kind of has sort of scratched my itch for all those games that I, I hate playing with people. Um, the perfect information games, like, uh, for example, like Puerto Rico. Uh Right. which uh, really, I think, are unplayable uh, face-to-face. Um, well, now, why, why, do you think, why do you think they're unplayable face-to-face? Because a perfect information games require so much analysis paralysis that to really play them properly that uh, I, just, I just can't play. I was actually... Ah, uh, okay. So it's, it's just yeah. that when you know everything on the board, if you're going to play a really good strategic game, everybody's turn takes 15 minutes? Exactly. Right. Exactly, and there and and it actually makes there's some games like um, uh, some of the kind of weaker older games like uh, Tikal, for example. I've actually been playing a whole bunch of games uh, asynchronously uh, with uh, our uh, sometime uh, panelist Soren Johnson, and um, we actually found some interesting things about how uh, games that um, uh, weren't aren't so great face to face, like I just pointed out. Uh, Soren, if you go to uh, his website, uh, which we'll have a link to at the, at the bottom of this podcast, he makes some pretty insightful comments about games like Puerto Rico, where he, he said something like uh, he, he he doesn't want to play Puerto Rico with anyone who would want to play Puerto Rico with him, uh, which, <laughs> which is that's uh, very, very well put. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, and, and for exactly that reason, I mean, the, the if you're going to play a game like Puerto Rico that has perfect information where you really have to, you know, think through about the next six implications of what you're going to do. Uh, I mean, the, the turn's really going to take forever. And, and, th- and this reminds me. And they me, do. My God. Yeah. Five-player person of Puerto Rico. 
I mean, yeah, between it, the analysis paralysis and the right. freaking wreck, I mean, not the record even, the maintenance. Mm-hmm. I, I won't make that mistake again. The maintenance mm-hmm. of just making sure everything's filled up right and right. all that crap. Uh, yeah, it takes three and a half hours to play a game, which should really take which, 15 no, minutes. Exactly. And uh, and so the, the, the thing that I found is that I actually enjoy that game a lot just against the AI. Yeah. Um, and uh, unfortunately... Which uh, I found, uh, Puerto Rico uh, does not play asynchronously. You have to be online. Yeah, if you're going to play with an actual person, exactly. Which, which is just a just a. It, it, I don't get that at all. It's idiotic. It's it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because the last thing I want to do is sit online and play Puerto Rico, uh, because that's exactly the problem that I have with the game face to face. That I don't want to sit there and, and and spend all that time while somebody else is figuring out what move they make. And um, and I mean that's the other thing. Like, and uh, Kalis, uh, Julian, I th- Julian, I think you really like Kalis uh, on the uh, on the iOS. Um, I don't think that the implementation of Kalis as it stands. Uh, I think the AI is very weak, and um, it uh, it's a little unstable. It it uh, has crashed on me uh, multiple times in the past. I'm trying hmm. to actually play it online. Hmm. Um, I have two now uh unfinishable online games of Kalis, which uh uh just have a fatal error as soon as we uh, log into the game oh, it, it that crashes sucks. yeah but um i i played um i played once again against soren uh asynchronously and i don't think that game really works uh asynchronously there are too many sort of uh interruptions you have to go back and forth through the you're on the same sort of uh, uh decision process but it gets chopped up so many times that I don't think it really. Uh, I mean, I forget what I'm doing. Yeah, I, forget. I, think, I, I think that's the critical flaw of a lot of games, actually, that that you can play asynchronously. Is that um, asynchronously to me means that you need to be able to assess the strategic situation fairly quickly right. because. Uh, if, if if particularly if you're doing this more like in a PBM environment where you're taking a turn or two a day. Uh, right. If if mm-hmm. if you can't look at the board or look at your hand or look at whatever the setup is, mm-hmm. and in you know sixty seconds get a really good like oh I remember where we're at, um right. you know and I remember what all my stuff is and I remember mm-hmm. the strategy that I was trying to work on, then it, it it really just sort of disintegrates and I actually have this problem with with what I think is probably one of the most successful strategy games on the platform, which is Ascension, which I think you've been playing too, right, Bruce? Yeah, I play a lot of Ascension. Right. So, I mean, Ascension, great card game. Um, I actually enjoy it more on the iPad than I do in person, in part because in person I find the um, – I don't know. I, I don't find it all that satisfying in person. I think the art's so terrible that it just the the physical game itself is not a beautiful game, yeah. and that that overwhelms the in person experience a little bit for me. Um, but I've been playing that. I played just tons and tons of it on on my iPad and my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if I'm playing four or five games at a time and I'm playing a turn yeah. a day or two turns yeah. a day. I've completely lost the thread of what I'm trying to build in this one particular deck. If I was right. only playing one game, sure, I could remember, oh, I'm building this construct engine and it's got this going right. on. And especially now that the expansion's been added, which is great, right, and, and fantastic mm-hmm. implementation of this game. Yes. I mean, just right. beautiful. It's the mm-hmm. the standard for which all card games should aspire on this platform. Agreed. But if you're playing four or five games, there's zero chance I'm going to remember what I was doing. Well, I think there's a simple answer to that, which is that I only play one or two games at a time. Yeah, that would definitely I mean, help. Yeah, I've, that's so I've I've figured that out. Just like uh, uh, I made the big mistake in um, uh, our previous favorite, A Few Acres of Snow, yeah. playing that online. Uh, I mean, I, basically I have one game going at a time. But the difference with A Few Acres of Snow is, in, in, and incidentally, you can play that perfectly on Yukata on your iPad. To, yes. to get it back to, I mean, and that's mostly what I play that on. All the Yukata board games play perfectly on the iPad, which is really. I wouldn't nice. say perfectly. Well, they play well enough. They have some. They have some problems. Uh, Yukata has a little bit of the the whatever it's using is has a the Java is a. Little it can bit get of, some scaling problems. Yes, but generally exactly. you can like relaunch it and it'll be okay. Yeah, well, um, that's not perfectly. 
Well, okay, fine. I'm just mm. saying you can play the game without flaws in your gameplay, right? I mean, I mean, I'm I'm giving a free pass because I'm excited that you can do any of this crap in modern era, right? I mean, yeah, we're living okay. in the freaking future for God's Okay, sake. that's fine. Okay. Um but but uh you know, at least in a few acres of snow, I can generally look down at the board, look at the hand of cards I've got, and thankfully in the Yukata implementation, you can click on your deck and your discard pile, and you can see everything. You can see everything. Yeah, but you can't see your opponent, what your opponent bought, and that's the big problem. Like, I can remember, I I remember, like, okay, this, you know. There's not a good log. yeah. yeah, well, it sh- there shouldn't be right because it's in the in the game, and part of the part of the requirement of the game is that you remember what somebody did, right? I mean, so uh, you know, I can't remember. Is this the game where the guy bought like uh, extra militia? Is this guy where he bought he's four already... Native Americans? Right. Yeah. Is, is, has he bought his? Uh... Well, the Native Americans you can tell because there's a little thing up there, right? But it's you can't tell what he bought in, out of his own deck. Is this the game where he bought the siege artillery already, right. or is this the game where his siege artillery is in his uh, reserve, that kind right. of stuff. Or did like he that. just play this like two turns ago? Exactly, right. right? So that that's the problem there. So I don't I don't really find that I can I can keep good track unless I'm once again playing one or two games at a time, right. and I try to play a different side. Like I I'll, if I'm going to play two games, one game will be French, one game will be British. But um, but but that's the kind of the thing. Um, you know, I I have no problem. I mean, limiting myself to a couple games of Ascension. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it just seems to me it's funny how, and, and Kalis, the game doesn't, there should be some, you know, some agreement that developers have with, with Apple is that in order to make a strategy game on the iPad, you should have to have some replay function or else your game is pulled from the App Store. I mean, it just, it, it's, it's ridiculous that if you're going to have an asynchronous game, you can't go back you, and replay you, turns. Right? Yeah, or even show me what the person just did, right? I mean, just just tell me what the one thing they did because, you know, a day later, two days later, when they move the provost and then I don't notice that they've moved the provost and I think, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, and then all of a sudden I can't, uh, you know, I can't collect the resources that I wanted to because the provost, the guy moved the provost backwards um, and, and changed the whole strategy of the game. I mean, yeah, I should be checking that, but... but uh, you know that that's really something that uh, would be just be so easily revealed if they would just show me what the person did, or you know why why did we switch back to him? Oh, that's right, because he was trying to figure out uh, what you know whether he was going to take uh, you know wood or or food, and and show me what the person did, or you know how many uh, you know how many things did they buy in the um, uh, in the castle, et cetera, et cetera. So, right. Kalos is a particularly bad game. Uh, asynchronously, and and I I noticed that it um, when it plays, you have to uh, in order to set up the game. It's not designed to be played asynchronously. By the no, way. it's, it's, it's be... really not. It's really designed to be played against the AI. Yeah. I mean, that's right. really how it's designed. And well, I, it's I... also designed to be playing played uh, while you're sitting remotely, but real time against an against a live opponent. Because that's what the that's what the game does when you connect it. Uh, you can only start a game. You you can't just send somebody an invitation. You both have to be online right. to start the it's, game. Yeah, so I, I, I agree. All of that's a little bit hinky and Kalos. I've mostly been playing it single player. And mm-hmm. yeah, the, the AI is not particularly great, but Kalos is one of those games that I'd only managed to play four or five times before the iPad mm-hmm. app came out, even though I mm-hmm. have a copy sitting on the shelf. Nobody ever wanted mm-hmm. to play it. Right. Um, so the ability to just go through that system optimization process of really right. learning the game by right. just playing 20 games in a row, even right. against relatively crappy AI, mm-hmm. was very satisfying. And I think that's one of the great things about the iPad is that it gives you that kind of strategy sandbox. Yeah, well, it gives you it, it, it actually takes games that you might not otherwise be able to learn, as you put it, uh, learn the intricacies of the game, and, and you know all of a sudden you now have a Kalos trainer. Which which um, we have to, I assume, now talk about the granddaddy of those games, which would be Titan. Oh, yes. I, but I thought you were going to say Tigris, because uh, <laughs> I actually... <laughs> well, Tigris is a simple game. Titan's one of those games yeah. that people only play at conventions. <laughs> really? That's not so, true. So what's Titan? I've played probably 500 games of Titan in my life, and I've never... I don't, I've, You're well, I've played a at weird, abnormal person, though. We used to play so much Titan. Oh my God, we played Titan forever and ever and ever. We still play Titan. 
Okay, well, stop, yeah, you, you, guys, stop making out. All right, I'm starting <laughs> to feel weird. All right, so Titan. <laughs> let's talk about Titan. Yeah. Rob, have you never played Titan? I have never played Titan. Do you oh even my know God. what we're talking about? Does it involve giant battling demigods? Yes, actually, it does. So yeah, fair sweet. enough. <laughs> but that was a good guess. Demi lords. You so Bruce. Why don't you explain Titan the board game? Okay. Uh, so Titan is a uh, uh, it's a game that came out in 1980, uh, made by Gorgon Star, which was like a small, you know, self-publishing kind of. I love that uh, you have this off the top of your head. Oh yeah, do, do I do, believe me? <laughs> I I am so familiar with Titan. Uh, so Gorgon Star Games made it. It was a uh, uh, a self-published kind of deal, and uh, got picked up by Avalon Hill and uh, uh, published as a bookcase game, one of their standard bookcase games, uh, and subtitled the Monster Slugathon Fantasy War Game. And uh, what it was was a, uh, or still is actually, because it got republished by Valley Games in two thousand and eight. Um, but it got <clears throat> picked up by Avalon Hill in 1982, and um, it, what it is is a uh, sort of an it's a kind of an abstract. It has this board. It's a symmetric board, but it's um, with uh, six uh, towers on it that are symmetrically placed, and then uh, a, a number of spaces that connect them. Uh, in a very set pattern that's that's completely indecipherable to newbies. Right, it's a um, giant hexagon made up of triangles, right? Well, they're hexes, but they're connect. I mean, they're 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 actually all have six sides. But they like uh, you can only get out on three. Yeah, they look like. I mean, they're sort of triangular hexes, and 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 the the movement is very stereotyped in that uh, it has all these symbols that that really kind of. Or make it look more complicated than it is. The the board flows in in three different ways. There's a there's sort of this um, uh, counterclockwise flow to the board that uh, that then is reversed. And there's a lower layer which is clockwise, and there's a middle layer which is counterclockwise, and there's this inner circle which kind of goes both ways. But it's all a, like a temporary refuge. And, and what it is is um, you move along the board, and and only when you move can you uh, recruit new uh, creatures. You have these legions. Which you into which you recruit uh, creatures, and they're kept face down so that only when you recruit a, a character uh, do you have to show. You sort of have to prove in, <clears throat> the uh, the spaces all have different terrain, and each terrain space has a you know a set uh, right. a set of recruits that you can and get. So, and it's based on what you've already got. So if you have right. like two cyclops in your legion. And you go to I can't you'll know it off the top of your head, but if you have Russian two cyclops jungle. in your head and you go to a certain territory type, then right. you can recruit one uh, gorgon or something like that. Well, you can. So it's a very it's a very interesting because there's yes, that's absolutely right. In the brush, you can recruit a gorgon. In the jungle, you can't recruit. <laughs> but a there's gorgon. like a dozen terrain types and fifty monster types. Well, yes, there are fifty. I mean, there there are quite a few. But the the genius of the game is that the the, the it has an ever increasing. Uh, sort of hierarchy of monsters, but there are dead ends, and so um, you can recruit monsters that are more powerful than the monster that you have, but they're a dead end. Or you can sort of keep recruiting up a tree to get an ultimate monster. Um, and each time you you recruit, you have to make this sort of choice, um, and you can you build stacks that are different. Some some stacks you're going for this you know ultimate monster, which is the Colossus. Um, uh, or you can sort of uh, collect get, these get more powerful troops. Yeah, right. yeah, sort of. They, they're 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 upgrades, but they're terminal upgrades. Right. And uh, through a combination of these things, you you move so you move the stacks around the board, and, uh, and you, you, know, you the, divide them up as they hit seven. You have to make new stacks of units, and it it, right. it it's a blisteringly complex game. In the sense, not because the it's, rules are actually that complicated, but because the board's very large and you can end up with six or seven stacks of guys moving around and you're trying to keep track of what two or like two other people are doing in their six or seven stacks of guys based on what they recruited. That's the whole problem. And yeah. and so you're you're doing this constant mental calculus of, you know, essentially, I mean, generally I've always played three player when I played in person, mm-hmm. um, which which I think is the sweet spot. Would you agree with that? No, I think a four-player is uh, well, slightly uh, okay. better. Um, 
but but you're you're keeping track of an impossible amount of hidden information. I mean, really, unless you're like have a mimetic, you know, an eidetic memory, you're not actually going to keep track of all this. So you're you're doing this largely based on like, oh, did I get killed over here, and what did I see when he killed it? And then every time you actually have a combat, you move to an off board where you actually do a whole set of combat turns. So this is a game that when you actually sit down to play it with four players, unless, and I imagine Bruce, this is your world, mm-hmm. you have four players that play it all the time, yeah. really know the rules, really know all the types, know all the terrain stuff, never have to look a single thing up. It's it's a little bit like playing Advanced Squad Leader with four players, yeah. where there's just this constant sort of cascading complexity in your decision making and yet you can play it on the ipad in 15 minutes yeah that that, the game that you're describing i haven't played in in probably 20 years we have uh four four of us that have played it since like 1985 yeah yeah but okay but that's that's unusual this is i mean right I, you know, if you go to a convention and you sit down to play this game, you're going to be lucky to finish it in four hours. Well, a four-player game, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, but that, I mean, I guess, I guess the the thing is that um, uh, even even with uh, even with players who know what they're doing, um, you can uh, you can it, things can get drawn out because the battles sort of. You know, players players get to a sort of a, a point where neither one. The whole point is to knock your to, to basically kill the other player's titan, um, and as, as and you, you don't both, know where they are, you yeah, but you usually do. You usually figure it out. Yeah. So, um, but the the point is, as Julian's saying, is that you um you you play the game on the iPad much faster. Like yeah, I've I've played a game on the iPad where uh <clears throat> the, the thing is you um you score points as you kill as you kill uh. uh Creatures and uh, you know getting to a thousand points is uh, uh, is a, a kind of a long game and rec- implies a lot of battles. I've had games on the iPad where I get to twenty six hundred points, um, and uh, that game th- those games take less than less than an hour. Yeah. So I mean, it, but well, yeah. So so I mean, as we've we've discussed on the show before, though, like. So one thing, like we, you know, that's great about board games is it, the rules are so transparent. To play them, you kind of have to understand them. Right. Does having so much of this sort of, so much of the administration, so much of the uh, the grunt work sort of taken off your hands? Uh, There's not much grunt that... work in Titan. No, no. Well, well, well. Back up. Sorry, I cut. There... I cut Rob off. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I okay. shouldn't have just jumped in. But, that, but I, I mean, just... I, I. So my 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 question my question would be though. I mean, like. You know, we we talk about board game conversions. You know, that's one thing. Cause you're still you're still referring to a board game, but I mean, do you think you'll see this, uh, like, you know, I guess my my question is twofold. One, does this sort of change your relationship to the game, like how how well you understand it, and how how well you understand how it fits together? And two, do you think this sets up a similar evolution like we saw on PC, where it's like, okay, so our board games used to be constrained by all this, but you know now we can do whatever the hell we want, and things got pretty crazy pretty fast. And then we end up with Victoria too, right? Um, I I think so, and but but I think there's there's a pro and a con there. The pro is. You can jump into a game of Titan, like on the iPad, having mm-hmm. never played it before, not having read the rule book, right? And you'll actually be playing the game in about twenty-five minutes. Yeah, but because it's, uh, the... it's going to tutorial you through. Now no, you it's won't... not. It did. It has it has great little pop-up tutorials. Pop-up tutorials? Like it tells you, like here's where you can move, and this is how combat works, and all that stuff. Yeah, but it's terribly implemented. But it's better than most idiots who are going to try to teach you this at their game night. I don't know about that. I mean, it, it's a problem. There, there are a whole bunch of problems with 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 digital Titan. Well, if you want me to get started in the no, let's well, means... back up. You chatted for ten minutes. Let me let me let me Go. tell you why it's awesome. It's awesome okay. because I can hand it to somebody who is not going to dig through the rather voluminous Titan rulebook. Mm-hmm. And when they sit there and and they and they have a, an interface in front of them that says, "Okay, now is when you have to decide whether to split your units. If you have more than six guys near a unit, you might want to think about it." Okay, you go through that step. 
and you divide up your guys. Now it's like, okay, now you roll your dice and you figure out where your guys can go. You don't have to figure out all the stupid markers on the board to figure out where you can go. You can just like look at the board and it will highlight the two or three squares you could actually move on the board. Instead no, it won't. Of, not, unless, not unless you hold your finger on the legion. Yeah, but that's... But, then okay. you have to look around and figure out you can't... And as soon as you take your finger off, all that stuff goes away. And then... Uh, okay, you know, so you there's to, some minor interface issues. Oh, but compared to minor. figuring it out when you're actually sitting at the board... Come I on. agree with you. I agree with you there. But then, you know, then let's say you're playing a six-player game. Five guys move. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, stuff happens. And then there's just, I mean, there's no way to slow it down. There's no speed control. There's no way to, sh- yes, to stop. Yes, I, I agree with uh, all it's, it's of that. Terrible. But as a training tool, it's brilliant. I I would I'd completely disagree with you. I think that as a training tool, they completely failed. I mean, if oh they want to actually do it, if they want to do it, tra- how are you a brain surgeon? If they were a training tool, it would show you this guy moved here, right? I mean, you'd have to redesign that whole thing completely. The the, the computer makes five moves, and you have basically no idea what they are. All you have is the is the is the result. But the hardest part of crazy. Well, okay. So the hardest part of learning Titan is actually just figuring out what the hell you can do on any given turn. The hardest part of getting good at Titan is actually watching what the other players do. I admit that this game will never get you any good at Titan because you can't actually see what your opponents are doing and sort of slow it down and say, oh, they split this and last turn they got two Gorgons. And, uh, you know, you can't do that kind of analysis. Right. Right. right? So it's a little bit like playing poker where it fast forwards through everybody else's turn. Right, which I think is, is terrible. Yes. However... Titan is one of those games that for many gamers, not you, is one of those inapproachable strategy titles like mm-hmm. Advanced Squad Leader, mm-hmm. right? Because simply knowing what you can do and how to do it seems like an insurmountable learning challenge. Because in the real world, just setting this freaking game up takes an hour and a half. No, that's not true either. Well, yeah. You need to get two centaurs, two gargoyles, two two uh, ogres okay. and your two lords. That's it. Take You take them out of the box. It takes five minutes to set the game up. Yeah. And all the freaking little tiny fiddly bits and figuring out where everything goes. What fiddly bits? There are no fiddly bits. You've got them. They should all be in a box. you got a counter tray. You just open it up. You pull the things out. Put them on the board. Okay. <laughs> nuances, <laughs> nuances of Titan opening setup aside. Um... <laughs> Oh my god, did we just lose like half our listeners? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> to the I just yeah, love but, arguing with Julian. This is fun. But, I love this. But the people who are left are like, yeah, yeah, tell me more. No, no. <laughs> screw that guy. No, god, but Bruce is I, so I, wrong. So so actually I think Bruce and I may agree here. It's just we care about different things, right? Right, right. You're, me, viol- you're violently agreeing in different For areas. me, this is a way that a bunch of people who would never in a million years be able to play Titan because either they can't find it or they have nobody to play it with mm-hmm. will at least be exposed to this game. They, well, they can find it now because Valley Games reprinted it. Used to, the thing is that you got to find somebody to play it with, though. Well, yeah, you should realize the listeners should realize that that the Avalon Hill uh, version of Titan became very scarce once Avalon Hill went out of business, and it, it would go on eBay. I would see it regularly for two hundred bucks. Well, I, I think it's. I think the Avalon Hill version still goes for that when it goes up, but you can is actually it? buy I, it cheaper now. Yeah. There's so no like reason buying to buy ASL, that. you can actually just go to GMT and buy it now. Right, right. But I mean, the, the I guess the point Not is GMT, that uh, sorry, MMG. MMP. Oh, God. Okay. What happened when we were exactly? So, to my my other point, though, to an Mm -hmm. extent, it seems like one of the great things about iPad gaming is that it's kind of uh, taking a lot of what's happening in board games and just sort of throwing that on a new platform. And I guess my my concern would be, uh, you know, as as that takes off, um, are, are you going to see games that sort of get straight further and further from what makes a good board game and start getting more and more like you start seeing more and more of the black boxing that uh, I, I think makes a lot of strategy games kind of uh, opaque, uh, even even to hardcore players on the PC. Not, at least are, you see, I'm not seeing a lot. What, are you seeing black boxing there, Julian? No, I mean, not like I think we've seen in I mean, this is actually my biggest complaint with a lot of the games that we talk about on mm-hmm. this podcast mm-hmm. um, that are big, meaty, juicy strategy games, with tons of options. I mean, we're going to be talking about what well, we talked about, you know, Crusader Kings and we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about 
Um, uh, what's the latest one that I can't play because it's driving me crazy? Uh, War game. Yeah, European escalation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or 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 any number of paradox games in the past. You know, many of which are great games, mm-hmm. but there's so much black boxing that goes underneath it. Now that black box may be exposed in the sense that if you really want to dig under the hood, you can find it all. But the I, I don't know. I mean, I I do feel like we've reached this point in strategy game development where we're getting awfully complex games that you go one of two ways: either a whole bunch of crap happens and you have no idea why. Or it's or tower whole, defense. Or, or, <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Or a whole bunch of crap happens, and you could figure out why if you were micromanaging the crap out of it. But I think that's the whole. I mean, I think a lot of people enjoy that. I mean, that's the that's the that's the that that's well. That's paradox what PC, is in business. Well, right? that's what there we PC, go. that's what the PC lets you do, right? I mean, that's. I think I I I I've I've noticed this over and over. Every time I see a game, uh, you know, a, a more a simpler game published, um. In uh, on the PC is that the first thing that the people mention in the forums, you know, how come they don't have, you know, how come the game isn't doing this, and how come there's not a, a separate, you know, modifier for this? And I remember when um, uh, that what is Crown of Glory, that Napoleonic game came out uh, a few years ago, uh, Western Civ. It's I think it's published yeah, yeah. by the Matrix. Well, but so, so yeah, the, but, but fair, the, fair immediately enough. they were I mean, like, well, how come leaders can't get wounded, that. and how come you they can't, you know, keep track of them being in the hospital, and how come? You know, <laughs> It just, it, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, I was, I mean, hell, I was on, I was on a Civilization fan cast where, like, one of the participants was really upset that Civilization, after five games, still doesn't have a good war game model, and how come it doesn't model things like do- doctrinal development of armies? And it's completely unrealistic <laughs> how, how all this happens. It doesn't have enough generals. There's not just one general. There's like, you know, many generals who must lead right. an army. Right. And I, you know, I was like, but I mean, that that's well, not but, really, uh, that so, would be Civilization. So, they were like, screw you. Right. No, we it should, wouldn't have been but all all games, all strategy games, are just varying levels of abstraction, right? Well, we're not course, we're not but, modeling the sweat on the soldier's well, right, finger right, right. as he pulls but, the trigger. But, but right, there's but, a difference. There's a difference. The difference is that on the PC, the, that kind of black boxing leads to this sort of uh, it, it, that leads to immersion, because that's what the players expect. Players expect something that is less abstract. And because of the medium, because they have this PC, because they're sitting down and they're in front of this screen, and they sort of they 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 want to get lost in the game to that extent, and that's why I think that Titan. I love the fact that the iPad exists because Titan, terribly implemented as it is on the iPad, it could never have worked on the PC because as soon as you put something, it's so abstract, and as soon as you put it on the PC, people are going to be like, "Well, how come you know the t- only the Titan gets experience? How come all the other creatures can't get experience? Right, and right, how right. come the Warlock can't research spells? Because he's a Warlock and he should have spells, and there should be different kinds of Warlocks, and there could be you know a Fire Warlock and a Water and Warlock. All of a sudden, and you've and got and, Elemental. Yeah, exactly. Right, but so, yeah, so what, right. but what, then what do you think would? I mean. Uh, you know what? What I'm what I'm interested in is right now the iPad. It, you know, is is still fairly new, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and it's it seems like as far as strategy games, a lot of what I'm hearing about is still very like board game inspired. Right. But I mean, you know, I, I guess I'm guess I'm curious. Like, do you think there's something about the iPad that's going to be resistant to that type of game you're describing right now, where yes. that like it defined the way those games defined strategy on the PC, they would turn around and then. Redefine yeah, well, it on the iPad. Yeah, the interface. Yeah, exactly. It's the interface, right? I mean, you're still dealing with fundamentally this sort of gross reach out and grab it interface, which actually mm-hmm. makes it fantastic for really good board game implementations. I mean, things right. like Ticket to Ride. Yeah. I don't want to hear you say anything bad about Ticket to Ride's board game implementation because that's freaking brilliant. But the yeah, I mean the the on the iPad on the iPad. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that, well done. I mean, to me, that's about it. I mean, there are some issues with multiplayer, et cetera, but you just sit down and fire up the game, understanding what's going on. If you've played the board game, you're immediately right. playing the iPad version. It's beautiful. It's easy to navigate. Nothing right. gets lost. All the information's in the right places. It's easy to do all your actions, right? And and it feels very much like playing the board game, right? right? And, and, it, and it uses that interface very well. Now try to compare that to even like a simple RTS. Mm-hmm. I mean, just go back and play Warcraft 2 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Without the ability to have sort of hotkeys and 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 the precision of moving a mouse around and grabbing units, mm-hmm. 
the interface is just not going to work. So what I'm excited for, which we haven't seen much of yet, is what cool strategy games do people come up with that actually make the best use of that? Right? Right. Because I don't actually think it's a limitation. I think it's just different. And yeah. so the idea that you're going to play something like uh, like Crusader Kings, right? Uh, or, or, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> God, what's the game that we've been playing? Unity of Command, right? Yeah. That you're right. going to play that on the iPad. I can see a game like that on the mm-hmm. iPad. Right. But there's so much information and so much finickiness. And even a game like Unity of Command, which I think is quite elegant, despite mm-hmm. the fact that I suck at it, um, yeah. that you're not going to be able to port that to the iPad and make a great game. Because yeah, there's well, going to be stuff yeah. that where you're like, crap, I wish I just had like five function keys. Right. And I think that that's the, that's the key. But the, the fact that you have this this uh, this device that you sort of just pick up you look at you swipe and you put i mean that that just i think it it brings the expectation down to a level that people can can design in the abstract space that uh that would just never would just never fly in the pc there's a great implementation of puerto rico on the pc it just died because people fired it up and were like oh this is way too simple this is just you know this is not interesting right. because yeah yet it gets a ton to play on Brett's Spiel well right so right. when you put it in put it in a big multiplayer environment people still right. want to play it right so that's the it's a it's a it's a completely different uh, and 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 of course the uh, the problems with getting you know uh, multi any any specific uh, particular PC game to work multiplayer uh, you know if it doesn't have even if it has some kind of dedicated server. Um, is uh, a, you know yeah. so problematic. It's that, always you know, a challenge. Yeah. So having the having the the uh, built-in sort of functionality of the of the, uh, of the iPad makes it. I mean that that just that's just a complete game changer. And I'm I'm, I'm uh, uh, the the thing that I really am um, worried about with the iPad is that I don't know if it's just so much worry is that um, I think that games that are simpler are going to get broken a lot faster. Because you can play them, um, you know, you can play them a hundred times in a month, and that's something that you can't you just don't do it with a board game, right? It would just never happen. And I think that, um, you know, just like uh, you know, I think Yukata sort of showed how quickly you can you can break uh, a few acres of snow. I'm actually cons- I'm concerned about designing war games for the um, for the iPad. I was playing. Uh, this the, the the it's a very interesting that the number of solitaire war games that exist. I was playing a a, a pretty good one called uh, Operation Barbarossa from uh, Victory Point Games, and it's not that big. It's it's only it's I mean it's the whole Eastern Front, but it's only the the map is only like 15 hexes by 20 hexes. I mean it's really for, by board game standards super tiny, extract, yeah. super yeah. abstract, right? Right, and but it's really well done. I mean it, it's it's too kind of complex to to um, Describe here, but we can have a link to it because the uh, Victory Point game says the basically the whole game is is uh, available online. Uh, the components, not the game, obviously. You have to buy the game. It's a board game. But uh, if you want to read the rules, they're online. If you want to look at the map, it's online. If you want to look at the counters, they're online. Um, so we'll have a link to that. But I was as I was playing it, I was thinking, gosh, this would be so perfect as an iPad game. You could. Uh, swipe things. You could touch things. There's enough stuff where you know. I think you. I think it's um, such that one of the things that with, with the problem with Kalis is there are too many other displays that you're trying to get to. Right, you right. know, there's the buildings, there's the favors, there's whatever. Um, I think in this game you could you kind of run into the similar thing, but the map is always the map, and you could you can look at the other displays. Uh, I think you could fit them somehow into the. Uh, into the interface, you have to be a. I I obviously not clever enough to do it, but if somebody could. Um, but uh, the thing that bothers me about it, or gives me pause, is that if there's a perfect strategy for that game, they'd find it in a month. Yeah. They sure. meaning people who you know play games and somebody gets and, obsessed about it. They play a hundred right. games of it, and they've got optimal strategy. Right? Yeah, and they're like, oh, this is this is how you do it. But you you uh, you know actually this this game is on. Un- you know, unlosable if you just drive for Stalingrad in 1941, and you can actually break the game and capture the city, and and then you capture Moscow. I mean, I, I'm not saying that you can. I'm just saying that if the strategy like that exists, somebody will find it. And I think it really is going to raise the bar on uh, if people start trying to design games like that for the iPad. It's going to make it very, uh, 
very well, challenging. But, but but the flip side of that is it gives them a great test bed, right? I mean, imagine that you were able to. I, I mean, I've been thinking a lot of like what sort of classic, you know, hex-based war games would I want to see, and I go, I keep coming back to Ogre, right? Because Ogre is yeah. so simple, and you could right. fit the whole map on one screen, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's kind of already that right. size, you know, right. it's a little bit narrower if you're holding it in the portrait, right? But but mm-hmm. it would seems like it would be a natural fit, right? Yeah, very simplistic rules. Yep. Um, you know, and I've played, I've just played, I don't know, hundreds of games of Ogre over the course of my life. NGEV. And, and yeah, I mean, when I say ogre, I mean sort of fully expanded ogre, right? Right. Um, and 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 that's a game to me that seems very fundamentally balanced, except mm-hmm. obviously certain scenarios are one way or the other. But right. Um, but but it's it's a really it's a really elegant, simplistic war game system that I would love to see on the iPad. Now that one to me doesn't seem like you're going to break it because it's been played so much already. Right. And and so but we haven't seen that. I mean, maybe I've just missed it, but we haven't seen those kind of simplistic but still, you know, grand and elegant games come out. I mean, we've I don't know whether you played like Great Little War Game, um, which is a great little war game. It's appropriately titled, but it's sort of like a simplistic advanced wars type game. Um which is cute and entertaining for a few little kids driving tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, I can't stand that by the way. What's the deal with that? By the way, <laughs> little kids driving tanks. Well, little kids doing everything. Why have? Why are little kids like having all the wars on on the like, <laughs> like, like Hero Academy? I mean, I'm to complete no one should play that game. Like, why it's is the called kid, Japan? What, That's uh, but what it's... What, why do kids have swords? <laughs> Can't we get normal people have swords? We should get enormous I... grown men like Rob Zachney to have swords. I can't. I, do, I can't understand the. Please explain some. Please explain to me why little kids do all the fighting in these games. Rob Zachney, explain this to us. Uh, I couldn't begin to tell you because most <laughs> games I play don't have little kids doing fighting, except Valkyria Chronicles, which was uh, anime themed. So you know. Well, that, that's that that's that. the answer. I was saying Japan is your problem. That's really, yeah. I think, your problem right there. Okay. Well, Advance Wars. I would, yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um. So I I think that uh, I mean I think we're obviously just starting to see the beginning of what's possible on the on the on the iPad. I mean they're they're uh, the space 4X genre is represented. There's a game called the Starbase Orion. Yeah, uh, which is quite a, good. Yeah, yeah there's a, it's a you know I, it's interesting. I think that that game for me already is a little too uh, there's a little too much going on for the iPad. Um, there's another game called. Uh, a distant star, which is uh, I think a little less ambitious. Uh, it's not as good a game, um, but uh, I think sort of is a little restricts itself a little uh, a bit compared to Starbase Orion, and and uh, and therefore is a little bit more manageable. I mean, there's a, there's a, the the swipe mechanic on uh, on the iPad, it, as as Julian mentioned at the beginning. I mean, it just it it lends itself to a certain kind of board gamey play that. Uh, you know, can I, I hope develops into this whole cottage industry of of super, uh, of super iPad games. And have you have you played any of the the more real time games like Galcon? I mean, that was an early game for the iPad that was actually no. out on PC first, where yeah, it's sort of a it's a territory control game where you're moving your ships between planets, and bigger planets give you higher regen rate on your ships, and mm, and so you, no. you you know it's sort of very it's it's essentially kind of like Risk in Space but mm-hmm. real time. So right. you're constantly redirecting troops all over the place, and it uses mm-hmm. the swipe mechanic for absolutely everything, mm-hmm. and everything's on one screen. Um, mm-hmm. But I've seen very few games really dig into what you could do with that interface, whether it's real time or otherwise. Um, oh. and, and, you know, to be honest, I'm so happy with the board game conversions that we've seen and the board game conversion queue that's mm-hmm. that's out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that for now. I mean, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to play, you know, anything from Ticket to Ride to Small World to Catan to right. whatever uh, on the go, that's just a huge boon to where my gaming life was four or five years ago. Right, right, hey, that's yeah. awesome. Um, but but I really am still dying for, you know, a really good game designer to get together with a really great interface designer and mm-hmm. make us something unique and awesome. And I still haven't found it. Yeah, I agree. There's a uh, there's a game I just reviewed for Troy uh, called uh, The Blitz, which is like a real time tower defense game. Uh, that uh, shows uh, somebody's, you know, there's people are thinking they're trying to use, you know, this is like a swipe mechanic game where you, 
you uh, you know defend. Uh, it's like a Battle of Britain thing, but you 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 use the swipe to sort of tell your planes where to intercept the bombers and things like that. Um, it has it works in some ways, doesn't work in other ways. You can read the review on it's it's up on Flash of Steel now. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really not seeing the uh, uh, the real kind of fruits of this of this interface or this device yet. Hopefully it'll it'll uh, uh, hopefully it'll happen. I mean, there's um, I mean, what games are? The, uh, or I'm just trying to think. I mean, Tigris is out. Raw uh, is a great game that didn't really translate well to the uh, uh, to the iPad. But that's, I mean, it, it translated well enough to learn it, right? But it, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, agree. It wasn't a great implementation. Yeah. I mean, Small World was one of the very first ones out, and yeah. and despite the fact that it's only two player, wait, well, it's not a terrible game. No, it's just uh, it's not a terrible game. It's not a good game. Oh God, Small World? Way, are you serious? I think it's very entertaining for a light territory control game. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, sure, the flying skeleton warlocks, whatever. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Yeah, for for a two player game that you knock out in fifteen minutes while you're waiting for your food to arrive, it's awesome. You play it in restaurants? Yes, on the iPad, two player, it's perfect. Really? Yes. Huh? Instead of talking, <laughs> we talked while we played. Isn't that what you do uh, when you about play board the games flying skeleton warlocks? Maybe. <laughs> oh God! Mm. I give up. I'm not so, where you are, I guess. So, what what I'm getting from this though is like. It's oh, not... there's Rob. <laughs> I'd have so much more to say if I owned one of these tablets. But I Hi, Rob. Hey. Poor Rob. Yeah. How are you guys doing? You will. You will soon, yeah. I feel. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Well, no. So, so I'm getting the sense that, you know, so, I mean, Bruce, you, start, you started out the show by, by saying you, you think it, well, what is it? The, the, it's the best platform for strategy games yet to yeah. find, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not quite there yet. Is... Well, it's there. It's right there. Here it is. Yeah, the but, I, but in terms there, of the, the offer- games aren't there. the offerings. Okay. Yeah, I mean the offerings aren't there. I mean, I, I, I think that uh, um, I actually have to say I think that the, I think that the Puerto Rico on on uh, on iPad is is pretty close to being as uh, like almost a perfect iPad game. I think yeah, that, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty darn good. Can't play it asynchronously, but but uh, I think the 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 Puerto Rico. Uh, just against the the computer, and it, it, the computer plays pretty well. So I think that just for a uh, for like that kind of iPad, the, the new iPad, the, the the new wave of iPad strategy games, I think Puerto Rico on there is pretty good. Um, I mean, there but there's so many at this point. I mean, there's Carcassonne and there's Ticket to Ride. Is, oh, I hate Carcassonne. Tigris and Forbidden Island and uh, you know Puerto Rico and Catan and Ghost Stories. Have you played Ghost Stories on it? No, I have not. Oh I've, my I've, god. Talk about a big complex game you're never really going to play with your friends. Uh-huh. Um, that does really well. And Elder Sign, which is kind of a mediocre. Oh, game, I can't. But, oh, I please, know, I can't. Man. Oh God, Sa- Yahtzee. Samurai. Yahtzee. I think Samurai is a great Yahtzee. game. Yeah, uh, 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 Samurai. Samurai is a good game, and Samurai <coughs> plays well on uh, on the iPad. And Battle Line. I think Battle Line. Yeah, plays pretty I, well. Battle Line's fine. I mean, that plays well on the iPhone, frankly. Yeah. 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 Um, Small enough. But but you know, the, I think the moral of the story is that. Board games convert extraordinarily well to this platform because of the combination of the form factor and the interface is just very board gamey, right? You're right. moving stuff around that you can see, yep. right? Yep. No, um, I agree. And and if you look at the, I mean, Board Game Geek keeps a list of all the stuff that's in development, mm-hmm. and almost every great board game you can imagine is currently under development for the iPad. So it's right. just the the cavalcade will continue. Yeah. indefinitely. No, but I mean designers clearly see the the opportunity and, and I think that um I I I I agree I agree with you Julian that that somebody needs to just say look I understand that there are board games out there I understand there are great board games out there but here's this iPad let's design a game for the iPad um, from scratch yeah. from scratch yeah and and see where that goes um but uh, but I mean I guess but it's it's so close to the board game sort of uh you know, mechanic, mechanics, mechanic-wise, you can almost, you can almost design the board game first. It's a lot cheaper. Decide if it's actually any good, and then do the iPad port. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think that for that reason, you're going to see a lot, a lot more of that because just because of economics. But, um, 
I'm just trying to think of all the stuff I have that I put. Oh, you know, I, I, I have one that I, I have yep. to toss in here because yep. I'm actually not even sure this is available as a board game, but it's mm-hmm. called Celtus Oracle. I don't which know I, that one. Which is a sequel to a game called Celtus by Reiner Canizia. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the first game he designed just for the iPad. Mm-hmm. And God, I played the crap out of that. And it's a really interesting path-based uh, board game. Path-based? Uh, what do you mean path-based? Path-based, meaning you're just moving from point A to point B, and it's just a question of how you get there. So it's like Elfin Roads? Yeah, sure. Huh. But it's but there's actually a lot of really interesting decisions along the way. As opposed to Elfin Roads? Yeah. Or Elfin Land? Elfin okay. Land, thank you. Elfin yeah. Land, yeah. Well, the, the Elfin Roads was a, was the first Elfin Land. I think it was the redesign of Elfin Roads. But um, both so- Hell and Our Moon games. You know, as as we wrap yes, this sir. up here, I think uh-huh. I think my final my final question would be like, you know, about like the necessity of owning certain platforms. Like at this point, like to be a strategy gamer, I look at a PC as being a necessary item. But at the same time, that's very easy to say because the PC itself is kind of a necessary. Yeah, item I mean, everybody's got a, every, everybody has some sort of personal computing device if they're listening to this show. That's a fair call. Yeah, they I may mean, not have a Mac. They may have a Mac, but yeah, but I mean, even the offerings there, are, you know decent uh you know compared to what what they once were i mean like i don't i don't think there's that many games now that you that come out for pc that strategy games come out for pc that that don't eventually make their way over to mac uh that you care about certainly uh but so so my question my my question would be then like so is the ipod is the ipad hitting that stage where it's it's reach it's it's reaching the same point where you know, to to if you take strategy games really seriously, like this is something you need to own. Basically, I mean, is this something like we need to be covering uh, more regularly? Uh, but but also, I mean, does it does it quite fill enough roles in your life to sort of um, enjoy the same sort of ubiquity that the PC does that makes it so easy as a gaming platform? Julian, you can answer that first. I I, I would say if you're if you're like a hardcore Euro board gamer then it's probably the go-to platform. There are more ways to play more Euro board games on the iPad than really there are any other way. And I, I, I include, uh, you know, all of the great ways you can do it online on the PC simply because there aren't a lot of good ways to do that without opponents, right? So they're actually, they're brutal. Like learning how to play a board game on Brett's Spielwelt or Yukata is freaking brutal. Yeah. Right, that that's not going to teach you how to play a game. So if well, you, it are, is. you in, get online with somebody that you know, yeah. But but I mean, if, I'm just saying if you're if you don't already have your regular gaming group, or you don't already have a community of folks that you can like log into and say, hey, teach me how to play 1960. Right. Um. The, you know, you're going to get more board gaming exposure off the iPad. Frankly, I think than any other platform that's out there right now. Yeah. Probably. If you're a hardcore strategy gamer and you're focused on PC strategy games, this is going to be an adjunct. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that it. Yeah, we're definitely not there yet. Although, um, uh, I think that um, I think ascent. <clears throat> sorry, ascension. Kind of showed me how nice it has. Because I mean, I I used to be really down on the idea of mobile gaming. I kind of still am. Uh, the idea that I'm going to walk around like playing. Uh, you know, something like a Nintendo DS or something like that. I just I I and I know people do. I'm just saying I I don't. I can't imagine a situation in which I would be sitting and uh, like putting an extended session into a into a mobile gaming device. Right. Um, but uh, Ascension sort of showed me how nice asynchronous sort of momentary gameplay can be. Yes. Where uh, you know I I have a turn, do it, put it away. I don't see it for hours. Um, but it's always there and I can pull it up and just, it's in my pocket and, uh, I can, uh, I can play games. I have a friend that, that keeps telling me, he says, you know, I don't think I'd ever want to play a game on my phone. He has an Android by the way. So he's kind of stuck. He can't play Ascension right now, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, he keeps telling me, you know, I, I just have no desire to play games on my phone. I'm, and I'm betting when the Android version of Ascension comes out, he's, he's going to learn, he's going to find out exactly how you do want to play games on your phone. Uh, yeah. and, uh, so I think there's, uh, you know, I, I certainly, uh, I was certainly converted. I, I, I used to make fun of it and I still am not completely on board with, uh, some of the mobile gaming, but this kind of gaming I do, I do get, and I do understand, and, and I've been converted on that score. So, 
Um, I think there are, and it, it it's just getting better. It's getting better and better. And I mean, the the release queue for the first half of this year mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I mean, Cities and Nights of Catan, Lahav and Agricola, both from the same designer. Agricola's Race coming for, out on the iPad. Yep, it's oh, wow. due by June. Um, Race for the Galaxy, Brief History yeah. of the World, mm, Age of Industry, Summoner Wars, El Grande, Eclipse, Stronghold, Seven Wonders. I mean, the, it's Dominant Species yeah. is due by the end of the year. Mm. I mean, it, the, the, the list is ridiculous. Yeah. El Grande's not that good a game. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a lot. It's I way overrated. I'm going to rage quit right now. Not, it's not really that. I mean, we, we it's played. It's like the best territory majority game ever made. It's not that great. It's very overrated. <sighs> very overrated game. We played a bunch of El Grande and decided that. Uh, Rob, uh, Rob, put put an end to this madness. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so as Julian overturns the table and storms <laughs> off, uh, we will call it a night. Be sure to tune in next week, where I think we're probably going to be discussing Wargame European Escalation. We've had a number of requests for that. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to have a t- more Titan fighting, right? We're gonna, can we fight more about the Titan thing? God, if really I, if, man, I think you and I should do a whole show where we just talk about the intricacies of, like, if I never hear about know, Titan brush again, battles in Titan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need new panelists. Preferably <laughs> mutes. That's fun. All right. Uh, I'll see you all next week where we talk about European escalation. Uh, My God, I can't wait for it. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Say good night. Good night.